Hey everybody, thanks for joining the Grace for Your Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry. So glad that you're with us. Man, great, great to have you. Well, we're in Matthew chapter 3. Uh, last episode, uh, we talked about John the Baptist showing up on the scene and beginning to preach. He was the guy God had ordained to prepare the way for Jesus. What did that mean? To, to turn people's hearts and minds away from dead religion which they were trapped in, to a living relationship with God through the person of Jesus. Now, whenever things begin to shift and change, there are going to be people that love it, people that tolerate it, but there are going to be people who hate it. And so there's a group of people that we're going to look at today that absolutely hated the idea of Jesus coming and changing the relational dynamic between people and God. And these are people called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You see, up to this point, if you wanted to connect with the true and living God, you had to do it their way. You had to go to a temple. You had to sacrifice uh, particular animals on particular days of the year. Now, where did you get those animals? Well, you could bring your own, but then they would inspect it. (laughs) And if they found a flaw in it, you had to buy one of theirs. Okay, get the picture? Not only that, you couldn't use your money. You couldn't use Roman money, which was everything was Roman money at the time because Rome owned everything. Couldn't do that. You had to use temple money. Well, guess what? They set the exchange rate for that. So if you know anything about exchange rates, you know that can either profit you or it can hammer you. Well, this was in the favor of the Pharisees and Sadducees every single time. So John's out there teaching, turn from your sins, be baptized as a symbol that you've done that because the ultimate sacrifice is coming that's going to bring repentance. And so here's what happens in verse 7. But now when now, now when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, this is John, saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptisms, not coming to be baptized, not coming to change their heart and mind to get ready for the Messiah, but coming to watch, to spy, if you will. He said to them, you brood of vipers. <laughs> In other words, he said, you bunch of snakes. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? In other words, he's saying, yeah, there's something coming that's going to destroy the world that you've built, constructed, and try to control people by. And who's warned you to try to turn from that? Then he goes on, he says this, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. He says, okay, if, if you're really here to change, then your life will show. Now, this is a good word for me and you. If we really know the resurrected Christ, if we've really embraced the Lord in fullness, if he's really transformed our lives, there will be fruit keeping with repentance. What does that mean? That means our life will show it. Maybe we were an anger-filled person, but when the Spirit of God comes to dwell within us, guess what? We'll be a control person. Maybe we were a person controlled by our lusts and our desires. Now, everybody struggles with that at some point, but as a believer, you're able through the person of the Holy Spirit to rise above that, to elevate. But if you do succumb, you immediately repent and want to get your life back in order and back on track. And so there is there is a reality that your life is going to reflect who you love. And this is what John is saying. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Then he goes on and he says this. Now, do not presume to say to yourselves, well, we're important and special because we have Abraham as our father. Then he goes on and he says, for I tell you that God is able from these stones laying around here to raise up children of Abraham. See, the Jews trusted in their lineage. There's a lot of people who think they're going to get to heaven because their mom was a great mom, their grandma was a great Christian, their dad was a great Christian, maybe a a minister or deacon or occupied some position in their local church or parish or whatever. And because of what they did, it's going to pass on to me. There's an old saying that goes like this. 
God has a lot of children, but no grandchildren. In other words, you have to come to know him personally yourself. You have to come to a place where you turn from your sins, embrace Christ as Savior, declare him Lord, believe in the resurrection, and then allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, change you, and guide you. That is a one-on-one proposition. There is no second or third generation believers. There's only first between you and the Lord. So let me go on and finish this up. Now, even now, John says, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. In other words, all the things out there claiming to be of the truth, he calls them trees, it's a symbol, right? There's an axe laid at it. And when you lay an axe to the root, the tree eventually dies. Jesus came, and because of his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and the miraculous signs that followed his ministry, and oh, by the way, still happen today, there are many religions that fall and fail in comparison to Jesus. Then he goes on and says this, Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So here's the proposition for you today. Do you know Christ personally? Are you leaning on your family heritage to go to heaven? It doesn't work that way. You've got to know Christ and you have to know him personally. If you don't know him, here's what you do. Just right there where you are, just pray this. Just pray, hey, Lord, it's me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you physically, bodily resurrected from the grave. And right now, I declare you Lord of my life. Lord means master, boss, leader. You are now Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Holy Spirit, fill me. Change my life from the inside out. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or meant it for the first time, here's our two things that are going to be true of you and for you. One, you're going to have a spirit-filled, joyful life from this day on, and you're going to have unbelievable grace for your journey at every turn in your life. God bless you. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody, and we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.